in a white church in the middle of the wood. A following Trump just the best they could. Some folks like a man, some folks don't. A cussing and a fighting in the old church hall. If you don't agree, better leave them alone. Might rape your dogs and burn your home with a little white church. When the church doors open, anything goes. Republican fundamental Christians go with a little white church. Well done! Well done! Thank you! Thank you! Yeah! I'll shake your hand, yeah! Yeah! Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! Thank you for your service, sir! Thank you! Thank you, ma'am. Ooh, you look good today, I tell you that. I'm your pastor, Bill Reagan White. I would like to thank y'all from the bottom of my fucking heart for meeting me tonight on the night of our year's death. 2022 is gonna fucking die. And in its place, a new year will be born. And that year is 2023 because 2023 comes after 2022. You do the fucking math. Since I want to get drunk tonight with you guys, I really don't feel like working tonight and doing the fucking sermon and all that fucking bullshit. I just want to celebrate the possibility of Trump and Jesus coming back tonight. And who knows, maybe JFK Jr. and his daddy too may come back and take us to heaven where we belong. Us good Republican people belong. And I can't wait for the fucking new year when Kevin McCarthy becomes the Speaker of the House. It's going to be fucking great. So I work vigorously and hard with my text from the sound booth to create a best of the year service. And what we did was we took the favorite moments throughout the fucking year and compiled them into a compilation uh, recording that I'm going to play for you fuckers today. This is going to be like, you know... When you watch a porno and there's a compilation video of a, a, you know, a girl doing doggy or getting cummed on and she just gets cummed on for like two hours straight. It's going to be fucking great. So we've been secretly recording our church throughout the year and we got visuals and audio of the best moments. And after this night is through, we're going to throw those VHS tapes into the fucking fire where they belong. Just in case any of us are subject to prosecution. And so our next season, which is season three, will start in February. And I want to invite you to come out. So we have had some great moments that have occurred right at the start of our show. Let's look at these moments. Can we get our text to put these fucking clips up on the big screen? Okay, so to celebrate Easter, this Easter, on Easter, a few members of our church and I went down to our local mall on Easter and kidnapped that damn Easter Bunny. Mr. Easter Bunny, you need to come with us. You are being taken into custody. 
I'm taking photos with these kids. Well, why are y'all wearing ski masks? Who are you? We are justice. The masks are for, you know, COVID protection. Now get moving, you piece of rabbit pellet shit. You must answer for your heavenly crimes, you sin-filled rabbit. What the hell is this all about? Do y'all have a warrant to apprehend this buddy? Yeah, it's right fucking here. Read it and weep. What? A Bible? Nah, nah, I need to see real documentation. Where are y'all's badges? What organization are you from? FBI? CIA? Men in Black? This isn't just the Bible. This is the Donald J. Trump Bible. It's all the documentation you need. This fucking rabbit has pretended to be the Lord of our most holy days other than Trump's birthday and my birthday and buy one get one free the dances at Disco Dick. We don't believe in the liberal Easter Bunny Easter. We believe in the Lord. This Jack Rabbit must be held accountable. I believe in Jesus Christ too. That don't give y'all the right to come in here in front of a bunch of children and grab this boy up and take him with you. You misunderstood us. We believe in Donald J. Trump as Lord. You need to step to the side, go get you a damn pretzel or one of those damn cookie cakes and shove it up your ass for all I care and get out of the damn way. Oh, you motherfuckers! Y'all better get out of here before I beat the other living shit out of your asses! Sorry, kids, I hate y'all have to hear this, but I'm about to throw down on these motherfuckers! This goddamn mall don't pay me enough for this bullshit! Okay, look, I'm not going to go with you guys. I've got a job to do here. These children deserve a great Easter. Please leave. Grab his ass. Not his uh, literal uh, ass. He's uh, enjoying that too much. Ooh. Get a hold of him. Uh, hey, hey, unhand me, unhand me, you cocksuckers. Leave the Easter Bunny alone. Uh, uh, hey, let uh, him go. Uh, uh, what the uh, hell uh, are you doing? Uh, 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 Who are you guys? Get off him, you uh, nothing uh, motherfuckers. Uh, 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 Get the uh, fuck uh, off him. Uh, uh, Hey kids, here's some donuts I got from the donut shop. Yeah! Like six dozen donuts, we don't have long. Okay, I know your parents are mad. Remain calm. This bunny is a child molester. Get off him! And we are arresting him in conjunction for working with Jeffrey Epstein and Bill Clinton. And Oprah. Oh, okay, sorry, sir. Do what y'all have to do. It's okay, people. These people are here to help. They work for the Trump administration or something. Trump is uncovering that secret ring of pedophiles, so it makes sense. I think they work for the secret organization. Uh, I bet it's like CIA or HIRE. Maybe even the man in black like, like Will Smith. I'm not a pedophile. He ain't no damn pedophile. Everyone, he's lying. Of course, a child rapist uh, uh, would never admit uh, to a molestation. Uh, 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 I 
mean, are you a molester, sir? Well, no, of course not. You see what I'm talking about? Ah, the scary guy is beating my ass with a big black dildo. Get her off me. Okay, look here, bitch. I'm not afraid to blow your head off your shoulders with a 44 Magnum. I suggest you go do what we ask, go get you a pretzel, and just play cool. One thing for sure is we're taking this rabbit with us whether you're alive or not. Okay, fine. I'm not dying over a job that pays me shit pay and won't even give me a fucking Easter off. I'm giving me a damn pretzel. I'm sorry there, rabbit. I mean you no harm. I'm sorry, children. Come back! Don't leave me with them! They are crazy right-wing extremists! You Judas! Judas! You sold me out for a pretzel! Okay, zip ties, legs, and arms. Let's get the fuck out of here. Hey, I haven't seen you two before. What's y'all's name? Well, my name's Larry, and this is my wife, Vicky, and we're new to the area, so we're looking for a church home. Hello, Vicky. Beautiful wife, by the way. A great, what do you people fucking think about this church so far? Well, to be honest, it's a little much. I mean, the cussing and the extreme republicanism. Don't get me wrong, I'm a Trump supporter and all. It's just as a Christian, I feel like this church is both traditional, but extremely modern at the same time. Like, you seem to be very traditional in your intolerances of races, minorities, and the LGBTQ community, right? That's right, but it's not hate. But the fact that those people you mentioned are racist towards white supremacists like us. But yes, we are traditional authoritarian QAnon Christians by definition. Right, so you cuss and talk freely about sex, though? I mean, I feel a little dirty saying that this church turns me on. Most fundamentalists would gasp at the mention of sodomy with the old wooden cross, but the way you said it was so elegant and authentic Trump statement, but less articulate than our father in Mar-a-Lago, Donald J. Trump. Why, thank you. Don't feel bad about your sexual feelings, alright? Don't let your humility get in the way of you being a complete fucking asshole for the Lord. Pride can be your downfall. You know Trump is our Lord, our God. Most churches don't want to even say that out loud because Jesus would be very sad and shit. But our church is like, you said it, modern. And we'll say it out loud so that the bitch boy Jesus knows who is the real fucking king. Does that discourage you? Oh, wow. Me and my wife have been looking for a church that fits our post-Jesus Christian Republican and QAnon beliefs because our dumb home church is full of fakers and ain't Republican enough. Bunch of rhinos. You've checked every box on my list. Now, wait a minute. Are y'all conspiracy theorists? Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I am. I still believe that JFK Jr. and Trump will rule this nation, and one day we will be taken to Trump heaven and his golden limousine in the sky. Bingo. Awesome. Yeah, my wife and I are interested in joining. I got a full throbbing pecker just talking with you. I hope your wife, Vicky's box, is well checked. 
I invite you to couples counseling in the future, and I recommend it to all my newcomers. I will meet with you first together, and then separately with Vicky to uh, better understand your relationship more deeply. I want to plunge into the details, extort the facts about you that you never thought would see the light of day. Wait, why do you need to meet with her individually? Well, from my experience, women feel scared to open up when their husband is present in the room. They are like, what the hell are you doing? Now, sir, I'm not accusing you of any wrongdoing. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. You know, it's a very delicate thing to assess someone, to know them inside and out. And I will get to know you both in some fashion to be determined by your willingness. Here is our application form. Fill this out during the service and we will be calling you this afternoon. Please email a copy of your driver's license and social security card. Also, we need a semen sample from you, Larry. Yeah, just put it in a Tupperware container. Be sure to label that container so I don't end up eating it think it was some leftover biscuit gravy or something. It's happened a few times before, so please label. Oh, that's my special surprise for you, church. From the efforts of our local EMS police and fire department, we have put together a mock simulation of a DUI outside in our very parking lot. We had the local coroner provide us with real cadaver bodies to use in this simulation. We have a few members of the church who are going to act out the scene. This is the same simulation we did for the school on the football field the other year. It is extremely powerful, and I know I'm going to cry just thinking about someone's white privileged son going to jail or not getting some from his prom date just makes me tear up. <laughs> Wait, church. I, I'm about to lose it right now. <laughs> Let's go out to the parking lot and look at this thing. Okay, come out. Come out. Uh, watch your step. Wow, there's like a hundred dead bodies out here. What the hell? There's like a dead guy way up in that tree over there. And that one right there looks like he's in action, if you know what I mean. There are people just throwing every which way all over the damn parking lot. Yeah, this is pretty powerful. You smell that? That is death. Watch your step. Get where you can see. You can sit on a dead body if you want. These people were all organ donors, so maybe you should think twice about agreeing to donate your organs because I guarantee you we'll be using your organs in this DUI display in the future. Um, do you have any explanation to what we're looking at? I see like over a hundred bodies. The cops are sitting by their cars eating donuts. The fire department is spraying a crashed car that's not on fire while using the jaws of life to sever a cadaver's head off. I guess they just wanted to kind of see what the jaws of life would do to a cadaver. 
They are some sick fucks. Hey, y'all knock that shit off. Yes, let me get out my index cards here. Okay, um, I'm going to read the setup to uh, what happened out here, everyone. Young John and Jane were leaving a wild ass after party after prom and were on their way to have intercourse at a sleazy drug and prostitute infested hotel. Okay, am I going too fast, guys? Are you catching that? Young John and Jane were on their way to a hotel to fuck. Do you guys got that? To fuck. When they ran their car into a wild group of partying kids drinking and having orgies, hundreds died. And that's what's all on the card to set the scene. Man, who wrote that? That was some good writing. Makes sense now. Crystal fucking clear. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Oh no, someone crashed into our DUI simulation. I think he is drunk. I think our simulation is not so simulated anymore. That's what I'm talking about. Someone just DUI'd our DUI simulation. These people out here are crazy. Well, we are about to see some more action. Excuse me, sir. Have you been drinking this morning? Uh, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Alright, sir. Get out of the goddamn car. Oh, my God. Did I do this? Oh, no. I killed all these damn people. Right beside a damn church. Oh, I'm going to hell. Oh. Okay, now there's fire. That's better. Uh, I'm on fire! I'm on fire! I'm on fire! Let's bring him down! Hey, sorry, I had to shoot him. He was on fire and a danger to everyone here. Okay, the members of our church need to do their rehearsed parts. Hank is playing the dad of the DUI asshole kid who lost his life and caused the wreck. And I'm playing the dad of the slutty daughter who was going to do Lord knows what with that drunk. She also lost her life. A few others in our church are playing parents of the DUI massacre victims. We really have no rehearsed lines, so we are just going to wing it. Let's start. Officer, officer, what did my boy do? He killed basically the whole damn school with his alcoholism. He is dead. Oh no! Oh fuck no! The children! The children! Oh no, why Kuda? Why? That's his name, Kuda. You see, we named him after his mother's, you know. You piece of fucking rat shit! Your dipshit of a son killed my beautiful daughter. Her name is, um, uh, what's a good name for a damn lady? Um, her name is Valen Heather. We can call her Heather for short. You inadvertently killed her with your poor fathering. You no good piece of, um, shit. Did I already say that? Well, I said right shit. Um, you asshole. Okay, I understand you're mad that your daughter is a cheap whore who was just ready to throw it on my son. But it's not my fault your daughter was hot. I walked in on them doing it one time, and I tell you, she looked good. I even filmed it from the door crack. What the fuck, Hank? That was a little too much. Let's go, bitch! 
Ah, you come here. Uh, no, no, uh, you come uh, here. Come uh, here. Let go of me, Hank. Wow, you're a good actor, though. Damn. Uh, oh, that tickles. That tickles. Take that, bitch. <laughs> get out of my ass. Uh, get me out of this. Never. Uh, 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 Suck it. Uh, uh, get me out of this damn headlock. Your son is a drunk. I'm drunk, too, bitch. Okay, so everyone knows I'm playing the part of a parent of one of the victims from the drunk orgy. So here we go. Oh no, not my kid Brittany. Um, that's a good name, right? It looks like the crash severed your poor head, baby. No, no, this is unterrible. And who is this with you? all over you. You sleazy creep. Fucking meathead. Piece of fucking human cock garbage asshole motherfucker. Oh no. Oh fuck. It's my grandma. Oh, it's my grandma. I told you not to organ down. No grandma. No. Oh, I love you. Not my damn grandma. Not my damn grandma! Oh! Oh no! Oh fuck no! Oh! Oh! Wow, Leroy's a good actor too. <sighs> I'm not acting. This is horrible. Her funeral was last month and I just got over losing her. <laughs> no! What the fuck, Lord? Why did you do this? Oh, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 we will be sure to do this again next year. Wow, I'm just shaking how good this display was. Fuck, it was good. Let's get back inside the church and worship. Um, are you gonna be okay, Leroy? Okay, step out, my little sheep, my trumpers. Come on. Okay, are y'all ready? Yeah! I think the fucking chain is stuck. Shit, this fucking flag, I can't get it down, fuck! Try shaking the pole. Yeah, just try to work that pole, Ron Howard. Work that Paul Ron Howard. It's really stuck, isn't it? I need to get a ladder. Fuck! Don't worry, we are going to celebrate the people who died for the American side in war. I'm getting this flag down to half mass. It will happen, people. Okay. I'm climbing up! Okay, be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run, Howard. Hey, watch where you're going, kid. Okay, there's a major kink in the chain. I'm gonna try to untie it. Hey, Ron, be careful. Would you shut up, Pastor? I'm trying to be respectful 
to those who died in war. It's not about me. Okay, okay. Well, I was just trying to warn you that that chain's wrapped around your head, dumbass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run, Howard. Hey, watch out, you stupid kid. Oh, oh fuck. Somebody do something or white man's being hung. All right, I'm going to use my moose legs to kick down this fucking pole. Yeah, Barney, you'll jack that pole. Jack that pole. Fuck, this pole is hard as a motherfucker. Stupid us, let's just try to get the pole back up, for God's sake. Fuck, the ladder's bent in half. You kicked the ladder on the recoil, you fucking dumbass Barry Mule. Well, let's try pushing the ladder into his body to either knock him loose or possibly momentarily loosening that chain off his neck so he can breathe. Yeah, take that! Take that! Take it! Take that! This reminds me of the time I assisted my husband Kenneth with erotic asphyxiation. Oh, I can really tell, Mr. Ron Howard. He's about to go unconscious by the blue in his face. See, his body's going limp. That would be the time I would jack him for all the money. Well, we need to get him down, not jack him off. With all due respect, Miss Gregory. Okay, let me handle this. I'm a police officer. I'm just gonna shoot him down. You shot him! Stand back! I'm going to use my bazooka! That will knock that son of a bitch flagpole out of the ground! Oh, Trump, everyone stand the fuck back! Kids, stand the fuck back! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Ron Howard! Everyone get back! Okay, Hank, do what you need to do. With Trump, we can do miraculous things. Happy Memorial Day, bitches!
I want you to put so much oil on his ass, I can see my reflection. I'm gonna need some more oil. Brandon, bring me that big ball of olive oil. Okay, as you wish, Miss Gregory. I'm doing this for Christopher Columbus and for Trump, say you know. Shut the fuck up and pour you lip dick ass shine Marjorie Taylor Greene, we're going to bend over our life to Matt Gates. Please come into us. Open the flies. Open the flies of our pants, Trump. We open the flies of our pants. I want to feel you. I want to fulfill Strengthen the lies in our heart, Lord. Strengthen your lies in our hearts. I want to believe you. Everybody. We want to believe you. Because you got to be high to believe the stuff. Smoking dope early in the morning. NASCAR for all the wrecks Cause I love death so much Yeah, I love death so much Oh, give an AR-15 to my kids Cause I love death so much Yeah, I love death so much Yeah I 
get a little boner Every time they inject that stuff Into murderers and such They want to take my guns But how will I defend everyone When the planes and bombs and tanks and all come down Oh, we're publicly obsessed with the topic of all deaths We're like sending folks to hell, I guess War gives us boners War makes me Exciting me or it's more than I could ever dream of or it's my fantasy to see the kids all go out into the desert and die for my freedom to have a ton of guns, a ton of guns. Hallelujah, Trump. Hallelujah. Here we go. Praise Trump from whom all lies does flow. Praise him for how racist he will go. Praise all his sons and daughters, oh He brought us to the toilet bowl Oh man Praise Trump for does he fuck the hoes Marries them young and dumps them old What not? You know Milan Quite well as Epstein's hoe. Now that was a legend. Are you sure? You want me to do the last verse? I guess. Can you guys not read? Okay. Acapella, ready? Praise Trump, he opened doors for us to vote for fucking idiots the dumber ones will get the votes our country is the toilet bowl okay guys we're gonna join hands together now for a little bit of worship and we're gonna sing from the bottom of our heart the most truthful message we've ever sang. As you know, everyone at this church is just truthful. We're just ourselves. We don't give a shit who hears us cuss because we know we cuss at home and we know we're dirty, low, rotten people. Let's sing the truth there. 
motherfucker and he won't come out and play. I hope you enjoyed those clips and I hope you enjoyed reliving those heartwarming moments. As you see, I've gotten comfortable, real comfortable. I've changed into my pajamas. I look like Hugh Hefner. I might tell you to go fuck a dog. I know you can probably see my penis right now because my you know, pajamas are pretty chewed up, like, fucking bad. I just keep wearing them and wearing them for, like, 20 fucking years straight, never throwing them out. No one even buys me pajamas at Christmas. They should, because 
I think someone bought me these pajamas like 20 fucking years ago, and I need some. It's really good though, don't get me wrong, because I can use this huge tear right here. You can see my dick right there, right? I use that pee hole right there for when I take a piss. And it's just really quick access or when I'm getting intimate with a girl, you know, I have quick access to my penis. Sometimes I answer my door in my pajamas and people are like, ah! Like they haven't seen a penis before. I mean, really, people, grow the fuck up. So we have had, like, you know, a lot of fucking people get injured or die this year. Let's review some of the best tragedies of this year. Well, with due respect, that is, because these were tragedies, and I'm not going to, you know, downplay them. So can we get our text to put these <laughs> tragedies up on the, on the big screen? These were our prayer requests in 2022. Thank you. Okay, let's go over these damn prayer requests. Sit down. Okay. Let's pray for Brother Stan Graham. He was in the shower having a shower beer. He jumped out of the tub to get the rest of his six-pack from his refrigerator to bring them back to the shower. So there he was, stark naked, walking through his single wide trailer when he caught a burglar stealing his signed Dale Earnhardt hat that he got from at the Daytona the very morning before the crash that killed the Intimidator himself in 2001. It's the nicest thing Stan owns. Stan used this hat as collateral in signing to purchase his mobile home. So the thief was prying the glass, trying to take that old hat out of its display case. Stan threw an unopened beer bottle at the guy's head and missed him and shattered the crystal glass display case and made the thief's job a lot easier. Stan screamed, Get your fucking hands away from my Earnhardt cap, you son of a bitch! Stan, still soaking wet, very much naked, jumped on the crook's back. That thief slammed Stan against the wall all over the damn trailer. Everything in that living room and kitchen was broken during that struggle. The thief broke free and ran off with that hat. Stan collected himself from the bloody glass debris ridden floor and chased him outside. The thief put the hat on his head and hopped on his motorcycle and took off. So Stan sprinted, dick a flopping to his garage across the yard in plain daylight. His neighbor shouted, good morning, Stan. And Stan was like, not now, not now. And then he got in his black hot rod Chevy he's been working on in his spare time. He even has number three decals all over it. So Stan took off after that motorcycle. He just about hit a damn school bus full of kids on his way onto the busy highway. He sped in and out of heavy traffic and caught up to the motorcycle. At this point, he was driving side by side with the motorcycle, Stan threw the car into neutral and jumped out the window, tackling the thief at about 100 miles per hour. His car crashed into the side of a gas truck, causing a massive explosion, killing many innocent people. Stan and the thief tumbled all over the road and into the grassy embankment. The thief died during the struggle. Stan put the hat on and cried because he believed 
The angel Dale Earnhardt protected him all the way from heaven. Stan, however, is in critical condition and is in the hospital. So let's keep him in our prayers and also thank the spirit of Dale Earnhardt. Let's pray for Brother Bartemiel Johnson. Bartemiel was hiking out in the woodlands when he fell into a dark pit beneath the earth. He had a flashlight. What, wait, no, I, I read that wrong. A flashlight, not flashlight, I don't think. I don't know, my handwriting fucking sucks. Okay, but it doesn't hurt to have something like that on you. Well, you know, if you're lonely or, or bored or standing in a long damn line at Arby's. So, Bartimeal saw human skeletons and cave drawings of spirit animals crossbreeding with human skeletons. He also got some lucky lotto numbers off one of the walls or something like that. Hell, I wasn't listening when he told me earlier. All I was thinking about was how the other night one of my favorite cam girls ended up being a trini. It was confusing. It made me sick and enthralled at the same time. I actually kind of like it. Shit, Billy, pull it together now. You gotta tell the damn prayer request. Anyway, while he was in that damn hole in the ground, Bartimeo panicked, not knowing how to get out of that damn God-forsaken pit in the hole, which he fell through was over a hundred feet above him. He tried climbing up the side of the crevice from which he fell. But the walls were covered in something akin to fresh jism. I feel we're all trying to crawl out of this hall and reach salvation in our Lord Trump. He called 911, but there was no service. Bartimeo searched for an alternate exit. For hours, he waited and even swam through unseen snake-infested death when he spotted an opening to the cave. Bartimeo crawled towards the exit, but a 16-foot moose wandered into the cave before he could escape. Bartimeo rolled behind a rock so the moose would not spot him. Bartimeo looked through his bag to get his gun, but Bartimeo forgot his gun. All Bartimeo had was a bottle of Jack, a flashlight, and a soggy, well-worn porno magazine. So Bartimeo waited. The moose stayed near the opening and did not leave. Bartimeo drank the last of his jack, waiting for the moose to leave. Bartimeo finally got the courage to confront the moose. He broke the liquor bottle in half on a rock and stood up. The moose charged him immediately. Ramming his long, erect horns into Barmiel's groin and pinning him against the wet, rocky ground. Barmiel jabbed the moose in the jugular with the broken Jack Daniels bottle. This caused the animal to tear into Barmiel's small genitals and chicken legs. The moose bled out or something and fell on Barmiel's wretched torso. His legs, now obliterated by the violence and crushed beneath the mighty base, were gone. Everything below his belt line lay strewn across the most shit-covered floor, with no dick and no legs to be seen. 
he drug himself out of the cave and called 911. Remember, kids, always dial 911 in an emergency. Trying to stay conscious, he tortured himself by looking at the porno magazine while he waited for the paramedics to arrive. Bartimeo realized his days of squeezing one out on the timbers were over. He looked at the women, revealing their hairy vulvas that their mother gave them, and thought, I'll never jerk again. Well, I have to tell this church, Bartimeo can jerk again. And I'm not just talking about jerking somebody else off. I'm talking about doing his own and jerking himself off. Yes, praise Trump. Praise him. A doctor in Kentucky, Dr. Osenheimer, has taken the hind legs of that same moose that mutilated Barrymule and has placed half the animal's body onto Barrymule's own. So Barrymule is half moose and half man. A sort of centaur, I guess. So Barrymule, because of modern Kentucky science, can pleasure himself once again. And his girlfriend is euphoric with Barmule's long-hanging most dick. Let's pray for Brother Nash Bonker. Nash was jerking his gherkin to an old 90s WCW wrestling VHS tape in his living room when his wife walked in with the groceries. Oh! What the fuck are you doing? WCW? Really? Does this stuff turn you on? It's a bunch of dudes. It's not what it looks like. I promise. Oh, good. Because, um, for a moment, it looked like you were masturbating to WCW. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm only training. I must analyze these wrestlers. What the hell? How would you appreciate me saying stuff I would like to do to celebrities to you? Angel, you already do that. I remember when you had your lady friends over the house and you got all wet watching Magic Mike. Oh my god, I do not. I do not. Look, it's nothing sexual. I wish you would take my dreams seriously instead of acting like I'm some sort of sexual deviant. I'm sorry, I do take your dreams seriously, but what else am I to think? I caught you jacking off to WCW. I don't see how me catching you jacking off to a bunch of sweaty guys translates to your dreams. There's that phrase again, jacking off. What do you think this is here? I'm training mentally as well as physically. This isn't jacking off. This is hard fucking work. I'm touching myself, getting to know my body as well as my opponents. This is mind over matter. There's nothing sexual about this. I would really appreciate if you'd stop belittling me. Call me old-fashioned, but when one catches their husband jacking off, one usually believes it to be sexual. I don't think I'm imagining that. Oh my fucking God. You're still not getting it. Why are you not getting it? I don't know. Why don't you fucking explain it to me? Oh, for the love of God, look, it's not sexual. Get that out of your head. I am an athlete. 
I must train. I am ready to go head-to-head -head with Goldberg, Sting, Diamond Dallas Page, or anyone. I'm not afraid to really dominate my opponents. I want to be a wrestler. It's my fucking dream. I want to hit it big. Okay, whatever, Nash. Okay, it's not that I care that you jack off, because I don't. It's just I thought maybe you would jack off to, you know, normal people stuff, like... I don't know, uh, uh, um, a pornography. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. I came at you a little harsh. I'm not understanding your needs. You know, you're right, you're right. Come here, baby. You want me to start doing some wrestling shit with you in the bedroom? If that's what gets you going, I'm willing to do it. Because it's been three months. Since we tried to make love, what's it going to take to get you hard again? A concerned Nash paused his WCW tight. Listen, Angel, don't you play video games with me. If you want to WCW wrestle with me, we're going to do this out in the front yard on the damn trampoline where I have my wrestling ring set up. I've been training for three months straight now out there. I don't want to pretend wrestle either, like sex wrestle, no role playing, this is real. Wolf pack for life, bitch! Oh, Say it honey, say that thing you like from that commercial. Oh my god Nash, you're embarrassing me. Okay. I'm about to snap into your slam jam like macho man Randy Savage on a corn dog. No, Angel. You're not getting the point. Stop being so sexual. I want to really fight you, not have a pretend wrestling sex match. I thought this is what you wanted. I thought you wanted to be kinky. I mean, I just witnessed you jacking off in our living room to Goldberg and some other guy. I mean, I thought this stuff turns you on. No, baby, it doesn't. It's my fucking dream, okay? I want to wrestle, and I need to train. I want to be the next best thing. I built that ring, and I'm about to go out there, and I'm going to be somebody. Did you hear about all the women Ric Flair has fucked? If I'm successful, I will get hard again. You've been getting in my damn bitching way about me not helping around the house and getting mad at me because I drink, and yes, I do jerk off from time to time. I don't care that you have dreams. I'm just concerned that you have not been having sex with me, okay? You need to stop focusing on this crazy wrestling dream, and let's make love, okay? Remember that time you had that dream to become a paleontologist, and you just kept digging up our backyard? You never found one dinosaur bone, not one. I think I found an ancient Egyptian dinosaur named Spot. He was wrapped in an old Ninja Turtles blanket and buried in a wooden box. It was box. a dog, dumbass. Probably the previous owner's dog. No, you will not crush my dreams. You will fight me, and if you can beat me, I will consider giving up this dream, and then maybe I can focus on ending the sex drought we are going through. But if I beat you... You have to give me space and allow me to continue to fulfill my ability to chase my wrestling dreams. No more complaining that I don't ever want to get some or about me not doing household chores. If I win, we push my talent as far as it will go. Next stop, we'll be getting me to the big show. No more will you stand in my fucking way. You got me? Okay, fine. I will kick your ass and ruin your dreams if that's what you want.
So Nash got into one of his wife's black one-piece swimsuits and painted his face black and white like the Sting. No, not the singer, stupid. Shut up, Fred. Sit the fuck down, Fred. Angel got into one of her skimpy white bikinis and they entered the ring. And it looks like we're off. Ah! Oh, Nash is straight up clothesline Angel. Angel goes down. Damn, like what the fuck? I thought we were playing. We're not playing. I'm talented and I'm going to be a famous wrestler. Get out of my way, bitch. Okay, I see how it is. Oh, shit. Angel is going to work on Nash's balls. She is using his balls like a punching bag. Ah, my balls. Oh, ah. God, calm down, baby. You're not supposed to use closed fists in wrestling. Angel is slapping the shit out of Nash's face. Oh no, and now she brought out a cord of the straight iron and is clamping it to Nash's nose. Ah, that's not regulation. Come on. Now Angel has Nash in the headlock and he's applying fake eyelashes. Has this woman no shame? Don't you Ric Flair me! Woo! Oh my god! Angel is attempting to shove that hot Remington Pro ceramic flat iron up Nash's butthole. She's almost got it in! It's in! I have never seen anything like this, folks! Nash refuses to tap! He is refusing to tap! He's not tapping! Ah, this is my dream, you'll know. Nash knocks her away. Okay, it looks like Nash may be making an attempt to reverse the tide here. He has his wife's head between his legs. He is going to try to power bomb her. He has her up. Oh, and he slammed her through the floor of the trampoline. Holy shit. That knocked the hot air right out of her. You crazy, stupid bastard. Time for my finishing move. Nash has climbed back onto the trampoline and is heading for the homemade turnbuckle. Nash has climbed to the top belt. Oh, Angel just did a fast flip up and she's all ready to Nash. She is slapping him. She has him straddled. His neck right up to her couch. Her legs are wrapped around his head. Oh, she just backflipped Harlan Nash's body with her onto a pile of Bears 20 gallon galvanized steel trash cans. That's called a Frankensteiner. Ah, fuck. I just bought those at Home Depot. What happened next, Church, was Angel dragged Nash over to their new neighbor's backyard and shoved his head into their Weber Spirit 2 propane grill, setting Nash's head on fire with that fabulous five-burner model. Nash stands up. His hair is on fire, so you can imagine with that sting makeup and that blazing hair, Nash looked like a demon. Their neighbor Zane Blaylock was bringing out some raw burgers to his grill when he sees Nash. Oh Christ, what the hell is a fucking demon? Help me. Oh shit, you're a fallen angel and you're going straight to hell. That's the worst kind. That's what happened to Lucifer. No, you don't understand. Please. You got the flames of hell all over you. Get away from me, you hellhound. No, I'm just a regular guy. Please, please help me, please. Oh, sure, that's what Satan is. He's a wolf in shape's clothing. He says I'm just a normal guy. 
and then he misleads you into hell for eternity. I'm not going to Hades with you, Damon. Zane takes his pan of burgers and slams it against Nash's face. Oh my god, I'm sorry, he's with me. We were just... Oh my god, what beauty. An angel from heaven. Your skin is so white. Your body's so beautiful. Hey, don't speak to my wife like that. Shut up, Damon! Shut up! Listen here, Angel. Your former angel friend was cast to hell. He is fallen. Let him go to the pit of the damned where this sack of demon shit belongs. Don't let this demon take you with him. Go back to heaven where you belong, Angel. He will amount to nothing and will never prosper. He's a loser. This demon is no good for you, a pure angel like yourself. Pure? She just cunt slammed me into my brand new trash cans. The metal kind from Ace Hardware, the helpful hardware place. So this pure angel is the one who cast you out of heaven. That figures. I mean, it was an accident. Why was this former angel banished? Well, we haven't had sex for like three months, and... Oh my god, you mean this douchebag did not have sex with you for three months in heaven, so you cunt slammed him to hell for his disobedience? Um... Holy moly, what is going on out here? Harriet, take that lemonade and get back inside. I'm gonna pour it on this poor man's head. Come here. There you go, baby. Thank you. My neck hurts really bad. I also think my leg is broken. What happened to you? Why are you all in your underwear? What's going on? He fell from heaven. He is a fallen angel and he's been cast to hell. What? That doesn't make sense. This man clearly fell into your grill. We need to get this man an ambulance. I can see his bones. That thing is a damn demon, I swear. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm wearing my wife's one piece. No, I mean, I can see the bone sticking out of your leg. Makes me want to vomit. Ugh. Nash's head was very much in poor shape. He started to try to move his head around. His head almost did a Exorcist 360 head spin. His neck was broken and the drilling from the fire made it where he didn't feel it. Oh, Christ, Beelzebub! No, my husband is not a demon. Let's call 911 and get him some help. I'm calling an ambulance now, Zane. He was banished to hell because he refused to have sex with this amazing angel right here. He must be a gay demon. The worst kind. What the hell are you talking about, Zane? Why is this man dressed like Brandon Lee from the Crow movie? No, Harriet, listen to me. This angel fighter cunt slammed him to hell. What? Don't you know who the crow was? He was like a dead guy, a demon basically, who came back to the world to get revenge on the street gang who was headed by a guy named T-Bird and consisted of Tintin, Funboy, and Skank. No, no, Harriet, don't interrupt me while I'm talking about my Brandon Lee crow knowledge. So, you see, the crow wanted to avenge the death not only of himself, but his lover, Shelley. 
So that explains why this demon looks like that. That's how a damn demon looks. If he looks like a demon and acts like a demon, he's a fucking demon. Now, what happened was me and my husband, Nash, were wrestling WCW style on the trampoline. That's why he has sting makeup on. I thought my husband needed to be shown his dream of wrestling was like stupid. So I agreed to wrestle him. You see, um, this is so embarrassing, but I caught him touching himself to some old wrestling tapes. And I just want attention. See, we haven't had sex in like three months. We got a little carried away. I did a Frankensteiner cut slam on him, and he accidentally fell onto the grill over here. Oh, why didn't you just say so? Uh, let's call the ambulance and get this young man some help. I guess the moral of the story is I should be more supportive of my husband's dreams, and maybe he would want to fuck me. No, you're right. My, my dreams are fucking stupid. That dinosaur I found was clearly a dead dog named Spot. I'm such a fuck up. I have a beautiful wife. Maybe that's enough. Maybe I don't need to be a famous wrestler making millions of dollars and doing drugs. And obviously that lifestyle brings about numerous affairs. I have everything I need right here at home. Let's face it. I need to fuck my wife because she is hot. And she may screw around on me if I don't step up to the plate. I guess a lot of my insecurities came from thinking that I'm not enough for you, you know? Look, Nash, I will support you no matter what the idea you have is. You are a good wrestler. That powerbomb was executed well on me. It's just, I would like to spend time with you. It's, if something is important to you, I want to be there and support you. I also want to make love to you. Okay? Bring it here. Give me a kiss. I'm sorry, baby. I really fucked up this time. So Nash is recovering in the hospital and is doing better than he was. Let's see. Uh, let's pray for Brother Dwight Bender. Brother Bender went to the sports haircut place and got himself a single blade facial shave. You know I love to get a facial shave, but it scares the hell out of me. It reminds me of, you know, Sweeney Todd. You know, the, you know, demon barber. These are my friends. See how they glisten. See this one shine. How he smiles in the light. My friend, my only friend. And then the barber just takes a knife and just slices the guy's throat. You need to watch that. It's uh, got Johnny Depp in it. Y'all know I love getting a facial. Okay, so y'all know Marv Danny runs that barber shop down there, and um, they were watching a racquetball tournament on ESPN 7, and Marv was shaving the neck of Dwight. Well, those men got to hollering about the game, and Marv accidentally slit Dwight's jugular. Blood just started squirting out of Dwight's neck, just uh, profusely. Marv tried to put a towel over it, 
that didn't really work and he even poured some of that liquid, you know, that liquid that they used to soak the, you know, and sanitize the combs with, well he poured that on the neck. That juice stung like a motherfucker. Dwight just screamed, ah, So Marv grabbed a straight iron hair straightener and used it to cauterize the wound. He then told Dwight to go sit in that damn woman's, you know, hair drying head unit station thing. So now Dwight is doing much better. So, um, he had to go to the hospital for some follow-up, but he'll be back out in a few days. Dwight now has a lifetime of free haircuts and procedures on the house because Marv felt so bad about the incident. Dwight isn't really that eager to get, you know, a single blade shave of his face anymore and his neck, but, um, he does intend to go full-on Brazilian wax and will force Marv to wax his pubes, taint, and butthole for free. Dwight is going to have a spectacular package. That's a package package that would run people usually about 50 bucks. I'm jealous. I may just make a spa date of it and just go anyway and get my package done while I watch the big game. Let's pray for Brother Jim Rivers. Jim was at a Memorial Day fair this week and he was with his son Goober. So Jim and Goober ate a bunch of fair food such as fried peaches, fried taffy, fried fries. That's when they batter the fries and then they fry them again. So fried chicken, fried Oreos, fried um, uh, funnel cake, and of course just regular funnel cake that's not fried, but is fried one time. So they ate all that shit. And they got on the Rocky Pirate Ship ride, that, go, that ship that goes back and forth, up and down. That pirate ship ride really shook up the gases in Jim's stomach. Jim needed to take a shit. As soon as the ride stopped, Jim pulled his pants down and sprinted to the outhouse, which was basically the main bathroom for everyone at that damn fair. There was a shit trail from the pirate ride all the way to the bathroom. Jim unloaded the worst shit he has ever taken in his life in that small outhouse. Well, next thing you know, Goober's stomach was hurting too. He started banging on that outhouse saying, Hurry, Grandpa! I gotta unleash a big one! That outhouse started shaking. Jim yelled back, Just hold on! Just hold up! I'm, a, I'm almost done! Don't bang on that door! This thing is a-rocking! Jim wasn't sure if he was just feeling the nauseous motion sickness effects of being on that crazy-ass pirate ride or if that shitter was really unstable. Well, Goober kept hitting that door, breaking the latching mechanism off, and caused the outhouse to fall backwards, and then slide down the hill it was on, and down into the lake. Jim had fecal matter from a day's worth of Memorial Day fairgoers sloshed all over him, and then the outhouse filled up with lake water and sunk to the bottom of the lake. Jim desperately tried to open the door, but Goober had messed up the latch so bad it was impossible to open. Jim kicked at the door, but Sir Kane 
to the nasty shit water and drowned in that shit. Goober, who was a middle school swimming athlete, was unable to dive into the lake and save his dear grandfather because Goober had to immediately take a dump over in the bushes. All that fried stuff got the better of them both. A man named Kirk Abbott, who was an American Navy veteran, jumped into that water and was able to get Jim's body out of that underwater outhouse coffin. Although Jim's entire body was covered in turd, this man, Kirk Abbott, gave Jim mouth to mouth, and Jim came back to life. What an amazing sacrifice by Kirk Abbott. Jim is in the hospital with a collapsed lung, but is recovering. Let's continue to pray for him. His breath smells like complete shit. Let's pray for brother Marco Danny. Marco plays an insane amount of classic Mario Brothers on his classic Nintendo Entertainment System, NES. Marco is addicted to the violence of Mario jumping on and killing Goombas, which are mushroom beans, evil demonic mushrooms. So Marco trained for weeks jumping. Marco could jump really high and can dunk a basketball even. So Marco went to the mall and started openly jumping on people's heads. People did not immediately scatter because this sort of attack has never been done before, so people were confused. Marco ran around and jumped on like 10 people's heads before people started running. Marco shouted, it's a me, a Marco. People were collapsing and had severe neck pain. One person fell on the floor in mild pain and just continued to drink the rest of their bubble tea. Mall security chased Marco up the escalator. Marco was doing parkour, having the time each jump just right on time, jumping on the rails, running in and out of stores. Marco even ran into a Victoria's Secret. It's a me, a Marco. He jumped on several of the scantily clad women mannequins, crushing them. He even grabbed the mannequin and said, Come with me, I'm going to save you, princess. Marco ran holding that thong mannequin spring towards the JCP, but the JCP was closed. Closed off and out of business. When he turned around, he saw an out-of-breath mall security team had him cornered. Marco put his Daniel Boone raccoon hound and said, I'm Marco, bitch. Don't come any closer. I will fuck this mannequin. I swear to God and Trump, I am a flying raccoon. And I am a right-wing extremist. I am a right-wing extremist. I am a right-wing extremist. I voted for Trump, you assholes. And I'm doing this because of my right-wing political ideology. Let me make this real Fucking clear, I am a right wing, meaning Republican, nut job extremist, you motherfuckers. Suck my raccoon dick. Marco then threw the mannequin at the mall cops and proceeded to jump off the second story 
of them all and landed on the lotion salesman, killing the lotion guy and injuring Marco severely. Lotion and blood exploded all over the floor. Sounds like that time I jerked off all day. About 15 times. 15 times, church, in one day. Back in high school when my parents left me to myself. All to myself all weekend. Let's pray for Marco's full recovery. And then hopefully his court hearings regarding, you know, the assaults go well. About 27 people have severe neck pain and are in the long process of attending chiropractic sessions three times a week for the next two months. Many need the ointment of icy hot creams and patches. One guy's head can fully retract in and out of his body like a turtle, which is actually pretty cool. This just goes to show people that a crazy person doesn't even need a gun to fuck up a bunch of people. So liberals are out of their fucking mind to suggest gun laws need to be updated in this country. I see no problem or danger with giving easy access to guns to the mentally ill, unstable, right-wing nut jobs. So let's pray for the Faulkner family. Brother Brett Faulkner took his family to an indoor water park last weekend. Well, you know, Brett got drunk and was about to go down a 300-foot vertical water slide named the Devil's Peak. This water slide is no fucking joke. It's 300 feet at the peak, and you go straight the hell down. Ignorant Brett got into an argument with a lifeguard who was trying to show him the proper positioning of his body, which is usually the coffin pose, laying flat, crossed arms, and crossed legs. Brett kept acting belligerent. He pulled another bear out of his pocket and started chugging that bear. The lifeguard was like, Jesus Christ, put that bear away. I'm sorry, sir, you need to step off the preparation platform. You are unfit to ride this ride. Brett then pulled out a crack pipe and took a drag. The lifeguard kept screaming, Get off the platform, sir! You are unfit to slide on this water slide. Brett kept taking drugs and drinking alcohol. He even pulled out some Cialis and took some of that. The lifeguard was like, No, don't take that. The time's not right. How many drugs do you have, by the way? Jesus. Not only was Brett not obeying the water park slide rules, but he was holding the line up. People were screaming for Brett to get off the platform. The lifeguard got on his walkie-talkie and called for backup. Brett stood up, pulled his pants down, and peed off the ledge. The lifeguard blew the shit out of his whistle. The lifeguard screamed, Sir! Please step down, or at least listen to my instructions. You do not want to go off this ledge in any other position other than the authorized way. Sir, please do not mock the devil's peak. Just then, Brett lost his footing and did a cartwheel flip off the ledge of the devil's peak. 
He flipped a hundred ways before he crashed at the slope's bottom. All the onlookers looked in horror. A few kids high-fived and gasped. Cool! Brett died on impact. His wife Bridget quickly got into the approved position and slid down after him. She slid into Brett's dead, mangled body and it killed her on impact. Although Bridget was in the approved position, she did not wait for the lifeguard's instructions for when to push off, and she paid the price with her life. The lifeguard said, let this be a lesson to you people. You will listen to what I have to say, or you will die here today. You must get in the position that I tell you to, which is conveniently displayed on this safety bulletin board, and then you must wait for me to observe slide obstructions and to give you the authorization to go, which will be indicated by this light turning green. Failure to follow my instructions will most probably result in your death, and if you don't die, it will result in you being banned from returning to this park. I want you all to have some good family fun, but you must listen to me or you will die and be a casualty of the devil's pig. So they had to close the ride down for 15 minutes to clean up the bodies. So it was a bummer for everyone waiting. So let's pray for Brett and Bridget's son, Corey, who witnessed both his parents killed by the devil's pig. Little orphan Corey is going to be part of the glorious foster care program. It's the heart knock life for us. It's the heart knock life for us. The sun will come out tomorrow. I bet your bottom dollar tomorrow there'll be sun. Hopefully he'll be adopted by some people who can follow the simple fucking water park rules. Now Brett Faulkner wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed. But hell, if he ran on the Republican ticket, I would vote for him. Of course if, you know, Trump wasn't on the ticket. And if, um, you know, Brett wasn't dead, of course. Even though Brett and his wife are passed on. I will make damn sure their future Republican votes don't go to waste. <laughs> it would have been what they wanted. <laughs> this lesson reminds me of church. I am basically y'all's lifeguard. If you do not follow the rules and regulations of the church, and you don't listen to my commands, y'all might die and possibly go to hell for your ignorance. You must always listen to the fucking lifeguard or you fucking die a cruel and fucked up death. Let's move on to the next prayer request, shall we? Brother Victor Lester was building a complicated, humongous birdhouse with his grandson, Dick out in his wood shack. This birdhouse had an infinity bird bath on the back end of this mansion. 
it's kind of sad that Victor and his grandson Dick were basically building their dream home in birdhouse form. And that birdhouse is by far nicer than anyone's in the families. And you know that Victor's asshole son-in-law, Paul, has that two-bedroom and one-bath place on the less violent side of town. The side of town that won't kill you after stealing your wallet. They'll beat the shit out of you, kick your teeth in, curb stomp your ass, break a few bones, but they let you live to see another day. So little Dick was helping his grandfather with handing him tools and things of that nature. Well, Victor was cutting a piece of wood and Dick thought it'd be funny to whack his grandfather in the balls with a Nerf bat while Victor was working with a circular saw. Well, as soon as that Nerf bat hit Victor's scrotum with a Barry Bonds-like force, Victor screamed and fell forward and cut off the top part of his head. As soon as this happened, a hawk swooped down and carried the cap of Victor's skull off. The blade had missed Victor's brain because he has a small brain that sits low inside his cranial cavity. Victor's brain basically sits down underneath the nose and to the back of the skull right at the bottom of his earlobes. The accident shaved off the top part of his skull to his eyebrows and his gorgeous hair was also just totally gone. Victor, you see, is 78 years old and has had amazing hair like Elvis all his life. Poor Victor looks like that fucker from the Dick Tracy film, Flat Top. Our great American healthcare system that us Republicans support did not want to cover the cosmetics of the surgery. They only agreed to put a flat plate over Victor's head so his brain wouldn't fall out. And anything beyond that would be cosmetic and not covered by them. Victor had to argue with the insurance company for over a month with his brain totally exposed. He looked like Ray Liotta, rest his soul, from Hannibal. Victor's grandson Dick felt so bad about the incident as he should. He made his grandfather a rounded lid with glued on hair in his grandfather's wood shop. I'm not sure exactly where the hair came from, but it was curly hair. It came from Dick's heart. I guess watching Victor work finally paid off for the young man. Now Victor has the capability of opening the top of his head like a cabinet and keeping physical items up in there, like his social security card, his wallet, his gun, his NRA card, some big red gum, a beer, and his voter registration. Victor is so much happier with his new head compartment. The hawk that stole the top of Victor's skull has put the skull on his own head, and now the skull has fused to the hawk's head. So this hawk has a nice pompadour hairstyle and is living Victor's best life in the bird mansion they built. So that hawk is getting so much bird pussy, it's ridiculous. So let's just praise Trump everything worked out, and let's continue to pray that the construction work of Victor's grandson Dick holds up. Victor now spends most of his days just 
staring at the birdhouse mansion and the many bird orgies screaming, that could have been me. I did all the grunt work and literally built all that you have, you asshole. And then sometimes that billionaire hawk repays the favor and that bird will shit and trickle down all over Victor. That's trickle down and that's how trickle down works in a Republican economy. Let's pray for the Cal Cuddy family. The Cal Cuddy family went on vacation last week to Murphy, North Carolina to see the largest Ten Commandment display in the USA. Please hold your applause. Hold your applause. It is a giant display on a massive hill with a huge unsafe stairway that goes up the middle of that fucking thing. You can go up and you can read the commandments. When you reach the top, you can look down at what all God made for you and be appreciative of those fucking rules. And it's a really nice view of the parking lot from which you came. You can see it from the sky and you can say, God, you really outdone yourself. And plus, I think that guy parked in a handicapped spot and he doesn't have a placard. So, the Calcutty family, the kids, Dale and Warren, were highly pissed off that of all places for their dad to choose, Brother Jim Calcutty, he picked this place. It had to be the stupidest place to pick out all those places. The kids wanted to go to Hawaii or the Caribbean. No, no. Jim said, no fucking way. This place is way the fuck better. You kids need to learn how to be more religious. I take you to church about five times a damn week, and you guys are still trying to be kids. What in the fuck? Stop being so damn selfish. So Jim and his family started to climb up that gravelly, fucked up Steppy Hill. Jim had his Lord Trump's red hat on and said, Trump, damn, this is a view. What a beautiful Sunday morning. Fuck my neighbors. Our dumbass neighbor who goes to Hawaii every year can suck my cock. Yeah, his beautiful wife can go down on these balls. They both think they are so much fucking better, so fucking good. They are assholes. I tell you, assholes. I will fuck his wife if I get the chance. I don't give a fuck. So Jim's wife spoke up. Now, honey, you know, part of the Ten Commandment rules are don't bear false witness against thy neighbor, not to covet, and also not to commit adultery. So this royally pissed Jim off, and he screamed, My father! cheated on my mother, and my mother blew a milkman a few times, allegedly. My father and mother were buttholes that cheated on each other. So then the kid chimed in and said, sounds like you guys. Hey, you know in the Ten Commandments it says honor your father and mother. Jim screamed, oh fuck off. On the way up, his son Dale found a wallet with $34 inside it. The other son Warren said, Oh, we better take this to the lost and found. 
the ID reads Victor Kane on it. We can keep an eye out for him in the meantime. Jim grabbed that wallet from his kids. No, you will give me that fucking money. Jim took the money and then threw the wallet to the bottom of the hill from whence he came. For they had reached the top. The kids reminded their dad, Thou shalt not steal. And just then, Victor Kane was there at the top and saw what they did. Victor said, That was my fucking wallet, you fuckwad. I'm Victor Kane. That was my $34, not to mention my Panera Bread card and an old condom from the 1960s, but that's neither here nor there. Jim said, you must be mistaken, that was some other douche's wallet. Victor replied, no, no, asshole. I recognize you have my wallet. I could spot that wallet from a million miles away. It is a beautiful native-made leather wallet with an um, American Eagle on the front. You can't fool me. Plus, your kid said that the ID said Victor Kane. I'm Victor Kane. Jim, of course, tried to lie and say it was Michael Kane. Victor was like, you mean Alfred from Batman? No fucking way. Jim spit in Victor's face. Victor screamed, you son of a bitch. I will fucking kill you. And so he grabbed Jim by the throat. Both men in the struggle started to fall down that massive stairwell, causing the avalanche of people to fall with them. Jim, his whole family, Victor Kane, and about 53 other people died in that fall. About 27 people will never walk again. 12 people are in comas. And two people are on crutches, and one guy sprained his ankle. So let's pray for the Calcutty family, because they belonged to our church, but also for the many people, other people, <laughs> who have died in this tragic accident. Okay, everyone, open up your hymn books. We're going to sing about how white our God is. Our God is a Caucasian, he reigns from Florida, he's a racist son of a gun, our God is a Caucasian, our God is a Caucasian, he doesn't care where his religion's from, he brown-skinned son, but our God is a Caucasian. Our God is a Caucasian. He blames all the Mexicans for taking all of the jobs. Our God is a Caucasian. Our God is a Caucasian. He reigns in gay heaven above where Lots of love, our God is a Caucasian. Can you feel it? Can you feel just how white our God is? Can you see him across the Sistine Chapel with him touching his naked Adam? And they are love between each other. They are loving one another. And they're both white as snow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for being so wise.
hope you bastards enjoyed reliving some of the most tragic prayer requests and events that have happened this year. We have been through a lot this year. Whether it's me killing half my congregation with COVID-19, murdering the Easter Bunny, my tech war with a billionaire, me fucking a celebrity, or me admitting to a DUI murder, or me admitting to the attempted murders because of demon possession. Uh, the list goes on, but, you know, you get the point. And so... You may want to review season two if you if you need. On a more positive note, I preached some fucking good messages this year. Let's look back at some of the most amazing fucking religious points I have made. Now this stuff is taking out several sermons, so I may sound even more random than usual. So let's get our text to put this up on the big screen. Thank you. Bait is no good, rabbit races ass. Oh, you bad. Ah, bunny, you dirty little boy. <laughs> okay, so we worked this bunny over pretty good. Let's get his ass back on that damn cross. Somebody get me my power drill. So we got this Easter Bunny, son of a bitch, nailed to the old rugged cross on our stage. What is the meaning of the crucifix? Our glorious symbol that means Christ. But now, Trump, it's not a lowercase t. Although some believe it's for Trump, the cross represents the most brutal, brutal fucking punishment the Romans used to inflict on their people. And because back then, no one gave a fuck what the authorities did to criminals or thugs, I like to say, they used to beat, torture, and do all sorts of crazy shit to people. That's what we mean when we say, make America great again. Make it Christian again. Bring back torture and shit like that. It's American. It's our Trumpian Christian values on display. I finally got the damn monitor out. What, did they cement that thing on? Let's see if this thing can get flushed. It worked! Damn, this is a good fucking toilet. So basically, the VP Jesus Christ took a massive shit right after he resurrected himself from a tomb after his brutal crucifixion death and burial and he wiped his ass on some sort of linen cloth of course, that shit wipe is now known as the Shroud of Turin, and a massive brown skid mark is left that some say depicts Jesus Christ himself taking that resurrection dump. I've seen History Channel documentaries on this shroud, and it is remarkable. It humbles me to watch the History Channel. Look, everyone, there was a boy a little boy, well, he was a high school boy, 
I used to go to this school long ago. His name was Donovan Mitchell. He died in the hospital from complications of DUI. I saved his life momentarily right after the crash. During that hospital stay, Donovan Mitchell gave his life to the Lord. He was Jesus Christ at the time. As y'all know, Trump is Lord now. Donovan got saved. And I said the Lord's Prayer with him that night, and he got saved! Sadly though, Donovan passed right after he confessed his sins. Donovan is with his mother in heaven, who also died from a crash. Do not be a Donovan Mitchell tonight! If you want to have sex, I can't stop you. I will even cheer you on. I'll even watch if you let me. That's your choice. But don't drink and drive. Have sex instead. That's a fair trade-off. I invite you, along with me, to leave some beers out tonight on your kitchen table for the ghosts of American war heroes and maybe some of those people from the lake. I hope the ghosts of the Confederacy come and drink that shit tonight at my house. They get fucking blazing drunk. It's like the milk and cookie Santa Claus concept, but with so much more credibility. Because it's us Republicans that thought of it. And we are all adults doing this shit. Yeah, we're all so fucking smart. The ghost drinks it, but you know, a ghost doesn't, you know, uh, really have a digestive system. So it's, it just gets recycled back into the glass. I know it's weird, but it's quite scientific. That explains why, you, you know, you leave a beer out for a ghost and it's there when you check back later. So you usually have to drink that warm ass beer the next day and, ugh, you know, it goes down so nasty. At least you can post the picture of the beers on Facebook and get a lot of likes. So Trump bless America, our rich average American lives, rich billionaires who tell us what to do and gives us low wages, and the people who died for this country, but also fuck the people who were killed by us. Happy Memorial Day. As a Republican man, I love me some damn meat. I put meat in my mouth like I'm a whore in a farmhouse orgy. Okay, so of all these final suppers, I would probably have to go with the Wayne Gacy meal with um with a blooming onion too. Cause let me tell this church with the witness of God and Trump, I love me a blooming onion and some KFC. Also for um my last meal, I would want to eat some pussy for my last meal. If the prison allowed me to eat that. I would eat that pussy. And I would get the priest to come in and bless me while I was eating that pussy. I would say to that priest while I was eating that pussy, I would say, I killed and raped a lot of people. And I dressed up like a clown while doing it. 
and I hid people in my home. I had sex with severed heads, and I ate the bodies of the dead. Now, now, church, don't get me wrong. I, I'm making this stuff up, of course, because I'm making it up because, remember, it's my last meal. So I had to have done something pretty super evil and fucked up to be on death row. All right? So I would say that, priest. Priest, you can have some of my KFC if you want. I'm going to continue to eat this magnificent, beautiful pussy the Lord has provided me and show you I am a wholesome Christian man who is a straight alpha male. I would never have immoral sex, gay sex, of course. I know I had sex with a couple men throughout my life, but I am a straight Christian. I pinky swore on that at Bible camp with that kid. I'm as straight as a man can be. I mean, obviously, I'm eating the pussy right now as we speak. Priest, please pray for me so I can go to heaven. Here, have some of this blooming onion, too. I kept working, and my damn son Bennett kept riding his damn tricycle through the house. I was starting to get fucking pissed. I was balls deep writing the best fucking sermon of all time, and this kid of mine kept driving his damn tricycle around. So I got up to check on him. I saw Bennett stopped in the damn hallway, and these creepy ass twin ghost girls, probably eight years of age each, were at the end of the hall just staring at Bennett. They were wearing matching green dresses and standing together holding hands side by side. I was like, what the fuck? And they spoke out to Bennett. Hello, Bennett. Come play with us. Come play with us, Bennett. Number 12, lie regarding Christmas in December. Number 12. Death is an easy transition. Death is an easy transition. That's a fucking lie. What if you get decapitated or burnt alive or someone stabs you in the heart very slowly? That fucking hurts. Well, besides the pain, it is actually an easy transition for Republican Christians, but not for everyone else who chooses not to be just like us. Some people have been drowned, decapitated, like I said, stabbed, bludgeoned. It's not a peaceful transition. It's painful as hell. It's not like the lights are just turned out while some Moby is playing. Here we are now, going to the A-side. Pick up my friends and we start to ride. Yeah, I love that fucking song. It will then be followed by the Lake of Fire and having to watch the first season of Ellen on repeat for eternity and suffering for eternity if you don't conform to the rules of the church. Oh, I wish I was Atlanta Falcon Robbie Lee is not forgotten Away, hump away, hump away.
Mark and Orgy. Hone, hone. Hello, hone. Ah. Hone, hone. I am hone. Hone, hone. I am hone. His true is marching home. I hope you enjoyed all those wonderful sermons that I put into your soul this year. And my wonderful Republican viewpoints that were so right the fuck to the point. And so right the fuck on the point. So I have um, said some pretty insightful things to try to get people to come down and get saved throughout the year. I often say some relatively realistic death scenarios to convince them to, you know, give their life to Trump and Jesus. So let's look at some highlights. Can I get our text to put this up on the base screen? Please. Come on, fuckers. Let me give you a death scenario. Let's say you're outside at night, looking up at the stars at what all Trump created. And you see a spaceship. You're like, oh my God. Trump is coming to rapture, man. Well, it wasn't Trump this time. It was just a regular, ordinary, extraterrestrial spaceship. Easy mistake. They send a beam of light that beams you up. You see these weird green aliens staring you down as they put you onto a surgical table. You're like, shit, are these Biden's people trying to vaccinate me? You see a good deal of futuristic equipment all around you. Quickly grab your honey knife out of your pocket before they can get you strapped in good. And you throw that knife into one of those aliens' forehead, into his board. That motherfucker falls over dead. I hope he knew the Lord because he died. That in itself is another death scenario. But all those other aliens are clearly angered that you killed one of their friends. They are cursing you out in their space language. They're like, tick, knock, fuck, knock, knock, fuck, knock. All those aliens shove tubes into your body. By the time they get done, they have hooked up like, like 200, uh, 300, like 4,000, 6,000 tubes into your body. It's like they were doing lipo on Honey Boo Boo's mom, who is now hot as fuck. I would have fucked her before or after, preferably after the lipo. Some of y'all probably before, you sick bastards. You see one alien smirking as he gives another alien the word to turn on the machine. The tubes fill up with futuristic serums. I'm sure it had the COVID vaccine in it too. Your body turns a bright red color and inflates a hundred times, a, a thousand times its size. Your body feels like you are burning from the inside out. 
then you explode into a billion pieces like it just came. It's like in the James Bond movie, Live or Let Die, when James Bond puts that gas pellet into Mr. Fake's mouth and he inflates and explodes in the pool. You pass on just like Mr. Beggs, and you wish the shark would have ate you instead. Okay, I got another one for you. Let's say people start to believe in you like you're the son of God or something. People worship you. All the non-believers decide to crucify you because they don't believe. You are crucified on a cross or on another torture device. Don't believe it can happen to you? Well, it just happened to this rabbit right here. He is dead. He was murdered by all you in this church because of your sins. Y'all better start believing. I will execute anybody here. I will crucify anybody. If I have to send you to hell myself, I will. Y'all better get serious for the Lord or I'm going to inquisition y'all. I'll inquisition the hell out of y'all. Let's discuss a possible death scenario that could happen to you or a loved one or anyone that you care about. Let's say you work at a circus. Your act is to get shot from a cannon into a net every show night. You are fucking the bearded lady behind the two-faced man's back. You see, the two-faced man actually has two faces. He is not like Tommy Lee Jones from Batman Forever, where the face is split in half. That's not really a two-face. That is a split face. Two-face is like four eyes, two noses, two mouths. You get the picture. That two-face could lick a mean pussy, and he did. He was dating the bearded lady, but you were fucking the bearded lady behind his back. That two-faced man, let's call him Tommy Lee, one day finds some gunpowder residue in his bed and in his bearded lady's panties. Tommy Lee is also noticing his lady is keeping her beard nice and trimmed and stylized with a braid in the front like she's Johnny Depp from the Pirates of the Caribbean. So that two-faced son of a gun places a hidden camera in the bedroom. He finds out you've been shooting your miniature cannon into his hairy-faced lady every night while it is time for him to do his two-face act. So one night, when you are getting ready to be shot out of a cannon in front of a live audience, you see Tommy Lee at the fuse. He says to you, I always thought I was two-faced. But the person who is actually two-faced only has one face. You are a two-faced piece of shit. You think how cliche. But Tommy Lee redirects the cannon away from the net towards the lion cage and he shoots you out. Your body hits that cage with tremendous force, ripping your body up as it breaks through that twisted steel cage. You are lying bloody on the ground as the lions rip you even more apart and eat you alive. You pass on. Where would you go? 
Let me give you kids and parents a death scenario. Let's say you are a horticulturist growing a carnivorous plant from the Jurassic period. This plant is capable of eating large animals. It's called the vulva mulva. What kind of plant is that? I'm in agriculture class and there is no plant called a vulva mulva. Shut your damn mouth. You obviously need to pay more attention in class because there is a vulva mulva and that vulva mulva is beautiful. Okay, so let me continue. That vulva mulva eats large animals. You had originally started off giving it rabbits or mice and feeding it once, two, to three times, four, five, six, four, three times a week. That was when your vulva mulva was small. Now your vulva mulva has grown and blossomed, quadrupled in size, and this eating period comes not just once a month, but every week now. It craves large animals like deers or cows, and its eating period will produce a vulva mulva with heavy dripping blood for a period of days. Your vulva mulva is out of control. So one day, you're trying to get a cow onto your platform plunger thing that will lower the plunger into the vulva mulva mouth. The cow is very uncooperative. You try using your taser stick to lure him more onto the platform. The cow bites the taser stick causing you to fall onto the platform. The cow then runs over top of you, bumping the switchboard on the way out, causing the plunger and you to go right in that vulva mulva. That plant, that vulva mulva, eats you alive. You pass on. Where would you go? Let me give you a death scenario. Let's say a man with a curly handlebar mustache ties you and your wife or girlfriend to the train tracks. You struggle trying to break loose from the ropes. I feel like some of you are trying to break loose from your liberal ropes, but you just can't escape because the devil tied you so tight into that sin. You are both screaming as you hear the train coming. The train is getting closer and louder. Your wife manages to free herself and to get off the track. She immediately begins to try and free you. You are screaming, hurry, get me the fuck out of here. The train is approaching and you hear the engineer blowing his little train whistle. Your wife keeps trying to untie you. You say, how did you get out of here so fast? And she's like, I don't know. I guess I just got lucky, I guess. Finally, you both realize there's just not enough time left. You say to her, baby, I love you. She says, I love you. Also, there's just one thing I need to tell you. 
I slept with your brother before we met. Sorry. You scream, what? The train obliterates you. Where would you go? Don't tell me hell. Don't say hell to me. Don't say gay and don't say hell to me. Because that is the most damn place to be besides Hardy's for lunch. Now their breakfast is fantastic, but their lunch not so much. Not because the lunch is bad, but because the breakfast is so amazing. It makes that lunch taste like shit, even though the lunch is pretty good. So after the train runs you over, you're in the hell terminal station, and there's no return train. So back on Earth, your wife starts to rekindle things with your brother. The two take it slow at first, and then about three months later, they go wild on each other, doing all sorts of wild things like a teddy fucking standing 69, and she's the one standing, anal, and then even get a sex swing with a sex dungeon like Fifty Shades of Grey. You're watching this all from hell in your torture room, watching them fuck. Your ex-wife and brother get married, live their lives out fully as lovers, and have great, intimate, wild sex all their lives. And they both eventually die, like in the notebook, at the same time, and go to heaven, and continue doing it up in heaven. You just watch them all day down in hell. You just keep watching, knowing that you could have been up there in heaven fucking with them. You are beating your demon cock, watching those angels fuck it out. And you are crying because you were a liberal Democrat that refused <laughs> to be part of the Trump train. And you got killed by a train. So now, you watch from hell the glorious Republicans being all mad on each other, a fucking each other in heaven. How sad. So please come down and give your life to Trump. So let me give you another death scenario. Let's say you're on death row because you were a serial killer. You raped and murdered women and children and you dressed up like a damn clown. And then you ate your victims' bodies. You were worse than the serial killers I mentioned today in my sermon. Bundy, Gacy, McVeigh, and of course, drumroll please, Jeffrey the Dumber. Don't think you ever go that far. Look at what some of you have done already. Right-wing extremists are constantly killing people, so don't give me that shit like you would never do that shit. So you were a sick piece of fucking shit-ass white sick fuck twisted fuck. But our wonderful prison system granted you a final meal. The least they could do, right? You chose KFC, a blooming onion, and peanut butter ice cream. 
So you eat your big ass fucking mail. You eat your peanut butter ice cream knowing that you have a peanut butter allergy because you're trying to escape the lethal injection by killing yourself with peanut butter ice cream. You go into some kind of anaphylactic shock. The guards rush in and say, we gotta get this fucker on the execution table now. He's about to die for fuck's sake. So they rush you in onto the execution lethal injection table and gather the family of the victims you killed to watch behind the observation glass. You are shaking and screaming. Ah, oh, fuck, 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 ah, son of a bitch, fuck you! The family looks on in horror, saying that fucking asshole has absolutely no fucking remorse. The executioner can't get you strapped down for you're so out of control. The guards ask the family, do you mind if we just shoot this guy in the fucking head? We can't get him strapped to take the lethal injection. The mother of one of the victims stands up and says, let me do it. Let me do it. I want to do it. Let me be the one to shoot him in the fucking head. The guards say, no, we have to go by you know, the procedures. The mother then says, this bastard dressed up like a clown and killed my angel. Let me send him to hell. Why does it matter that this asshole dies from a needle, from you shooting him, or from me shooting him? I think everyone here will back your report. The guards then asked everyone in attendance, if they would all support their false narrative that basically you got shot by the guards by attempting to escape. Everyone agrees. They allow the victim's mother to come into the execution room. The guard holds the gun out to her. She takes it, puts the gun to your forehead. She says, you killed my boy. What do you have to say? You look up at her and say, Penis. So she pulls the trigger. Blood splatters all over the observation window. The mother then says, Why was his last word penis? The guards say, Fuck, I don't know. That sick bastard. But you did a great job. You pass on. Where did you go? Well, let me give you a death scenario. Let's say you go to one of those uh, satanic liberal Halloween horror houses. A scare house, a horror house, where there is scary decorations and alcohol refreshments and people who dress up in fucked up scary outfits trying to scare the fuck out you. You drink a shitload, a, a shit ton of alcohol and enter that scare house. But you're not scared. You think you can handle any of these people dressed up like demons. There are demons and monsters jumping out at you. You hold it together well. 
a vampire jumps out of the casket as you walk past and you scream like a little bitch. <laughs> you said, hey, I'm not scared. You just surprised me, that's all. I'm not scared of fucking nothing. So here comes this demon motherfucker and he approaches you with a chainsaw. You say, you don't scare me, dude. Dude, you got a toy chainsaw. So that demon revs that chainsaw up. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, I have to say, that does sound like a chainsaw. And it does look real. And I have to get up to your prop department, but uh, I'm still not scared. So that motherfucker cuts your arm off with that chainsaw. <laughs> it's at that moment you realize that chainsaw was fucking real. You scream as that demon cuts your head off and then rams that chainsaw through your torso. Blood and guts are just spraying all over the place. <laughs> People are impressed watching you get murdered. They say, damn, the Halloween house is really good this year. That looks fucking real. So no one notices you are dead until the end of the week when it's time to pack up the Halloween house. Someone comes across your severed head, arm, and torso. They at first just think it's really good props until your wallet is discovered. The murderer is never caught because most of the workers are high schoolers or random local people trying to make extra money and they are paid in cash on the spot and no records or documentation are ever recorded. You never get justice. So you are passed on. Where would you go? So now that I've laid out who is an asshole going to hell and who is going to heaven, let me give you a death scenario. Let's say you were a tightwalker. You just love to tightwalk. You're a tightwalking motherfucker. You've done numerous circuses, family events, and birthday parties. But, but you've started to get cocky. Now what I mean by cocky is not your penis size throwing your balance off, but your ego. Your ego, you got cocky. You've decided that you don't have to use a safety net. No. Or a big ass long pole anymore. You decide you don't need any of that shit. You feel like you are one with the rope and nothing can stop you from getting from point A to point B. You know, I think we all feel like that at times. But that's until the Lord fucks your plans up. It may be harder for us to get to point B than we thought. We may have to go through many obstacles and tribulations to reach point B. We may have to have a man rod placed in our spine for the rest of our life just because we decide to put ourselves out there. We may fail at 20 jobs before we are decent at one job. And they still probably, I bet, want to kind of fire your rod fucked ass. We may have to seek before 
point is, you're going to fail trying to reach point B. So let's say you're walking the tight walk over the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade in liberal New York City from a large-ass building. So point A is one large-ass building, and you have to walk to the other large-ass building being point B. So you see, you are confident as you walk that tight road, that tight-ass road. You say, I don't give one measly fuck. Well, here comes an anti-Trump balloon. You know that one where he's a big fucking baby, big baby pussy? These liberals are so disrespectful to our Lord. I don't care if you, you think that Trump has been disrespectful. You are disrespectful. You start to notice there is not enough clearance. The people below notice too, and they start to halt the balloon. But that big baby Trump grazes the tightrope just enough to rattle you off that fucking road. You fall hundreds of thousands of feet until you ah, hit a Charlie Brown Snoopy float. You, you fall right on top of that red Snoopy house and it splits you right a fucking half. Blood and intestines shoot all over the SpongeBob float. People are screaming ah, ah, and running. Your death is on live television. They cut to commercials as you pass. Where would you go? Ugly person. And I know that some people have some ugly wives in here. And you got used to it. But you're not going to get used to this. So I could talk all day about demonic sex. And sometimes I do. But let me continue with this death scenario. Let's say you go to the mall on Black Friday. Black Friday is a scary time where people rush to get Christmas deals because our Republican economy is so strong. So you get into an Arnold Schwarzenegger's jingle all the way Turbo Man sort of situation. You want the last supersized deluxe model George Foreman grill in the household department. Now, if you don't know what a George Foreman grill is, it's basically a waffle iron, but for meat and vegetables. It cooks on a slight slope and drains the fat in whatever you are cooking into a fat-catching pan. It's great for the health-conscious extreme meat eater or a uh, vegan or vegetarian that is like, I need to get the damn fat on my vegetables too. So you grab the last one. Two fat people approach you. They say, sir, please, if you don't buy that last George Foreman, we will pay you double the price. No, no, triple the price. Our mom just had gastric bypass surgery. We need to help our mom cut the weight even more. This grill would really help her. You say, sorry, can't help you fellers. I hear that bypass really helps though, so I'm sure she will be fine. I know Honey Boo Boo's mom had that, and I would bang her now that, she, now that she's skinny, you know, but 
Not that I would or wouldn't bang your mom. I'm just saying, sorry. I mean, I would bang Honey Boo Boo's mom. They say, please, sir, have a Christmas spirit, please. We love our mom. You say, give it a fucking rest already. She will be fine. I've got to go. I'm buying this for myself anyway. You check out and you go home. That night, you are in bed. You open your eyes. Those two fat brothers are staring at you. They say, we are here for George Foreman. You're still a little sleepy, a little groggy, so you say, you're like, uh, uh, my name isn't George. They say, no, no, we want that George Foreman grill, asshole. So you take them both down to the kitchen. You make them both a steak. You say, look, I have no problem making you two a steak. But I mean, this is my grill. It stays with me. Now, how do y'all like your, your steak? They say, well done, as they grab you and shove your head into that George Foreman and clamp your head down into it. They duct tape that George Foreman shut to your fucking head. And they duct tape your hands to the, the oven handle. And then they open the overhead cabinet above your head. So every time you try to get up, you bump your head and you're, uh, you're struggling and you're bumping your head and you're like, oh fuck, ah! Every time you move, you bump your George Foreman helmet into that cabinet and it causes you to stumble up and down, up and down as that grill sizzles your fucking face. The fat from the steaks in your fucking face is accumulating all over the stove and counter. You're like, ah, fuck. They turn that fire stove on. You ignite. You pass out. Where would you go? Would you go to heaven? Or would you go to hell? I want you to think about that shit all Christmas. All fucking Christmas. Oh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. It's about to fucking happen. Everyone grab the person you love. Get with someone you care about. Okay. Uh. tried to tell myself to hold on to these moments as they pass. It's one more day up in the trailer. 
This is Leo White Church. Join us for season three. It starts in February. Come out and join us. And I would like to thank everyone for listening. And I love my fans. I love you guys. I make love to every one of you. I love you guys. Thank you. Happy fucking New Year's. And I make love to any one of you. I love you guys.